0: the playwright themselves gets up on the stage and says hey guys I got thoughts about stuff whether that's to contextualize the play with paratext or to be in in Aristophanes' case like hey I didn't win last year and like I'm not mad I'm not mad But if I don't win this year, I will be, because look, see, I'm coming to you guys every year. Every year I come with new ideas, new jokes. Last year I skewered Cleon, he was so embarrassed. And this year do I skewer Cleon again? No! I come to do something else! I don't retread the same jokes years and years in a row, unlike some people who you gave first place to. (laughs) I'm coming with new material! So it's just the, the pettiness on display is hilarious.
1: Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome to yet another episode of Reginald's Book Club where that son of a bitch hasn't turned up again. Like, I don't even know where he's gone this time. He's probably off, like, learning how to get out of debts or something. I don't know. Foreshadowing. Do still pay what? him
0: for the appearances that he doesn't make? Is he, like, he's... still collecting bank for, like, this podcast contract? <laughs> I mean, he's bankrolling this whole thing. This is his podcast. Okay, okay, cool. So, so, so I guess If you're me, getting so...
1: paid, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know where he's getting the money from because I don't pay him for anything else, but...
0: Uh... Yeah. He's from somewhere in Eastern Europe, but he'll never tell you where specifically. Oh oh lordy. Oh wow. (laughs) That escalated fast. That was a very deep the room cut. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
1: But um, as, as usual, a very wonderful and talented friend of mine has agreed to
0: step in and take Reginald's place. So everyone please welcome Blue from OSP. Hello. Thanks so much for for having me on. I'm sorry I had to fill in for Reginald. Um, You're only getting me, but I'll try to make it worth your time. (laughs) I'm sure people will be most satisfied.
1: But, uh, you know, I was just thinking before we started this, this is such a like the first time we ever sort of spoke face to face, quote unquote, was on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, And I was thinking, like, we know each other so much better than then like back back when we were gearing up to start that I was like okay these guys are so cool I don't want to I don't want to like do anything stupid but like si- since then it's been like I have intentionally <laughs> antagonized you for my own amusement so oh no I mean yeah. now
0: that cuz it's like you know the thing with you know it's like decent friends it's like oh hey you know good to see you have you been I, I really missed you and yeah. it's like really good friends it's like hey dumbass how are you you know it's <laughs> yeah. like we've we've speed run up to that level pretty much exactly <laughs> united in vidcon shenanigans and whatnot oh yeah yeah, because the first time that we had you on the podcast was like, like a year and a half ago. And then VidCon, VidCon, and here we are. <laughs> yep.
1: yeah. yeah, it's been good times. But hey, so uh, as usual, I let my guest pick the uh, subject matter. And I mean, I don't know what I was expecting from good Mr. Blue here, but uh, we are Got looking like grease at- mug ready. <laughs> oh yes, for those watching at home. Watching it, watching it on Patreon, to be able to support more precise. Oh, yes, yes, yes. oh, I should have got my OSP
0: mugs up here for, for oh, it's fine. merchandising reasons. You, 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 if you hate me, you can just say it out loud. You don't need to stump me like this. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the level that we're at.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck you. And then yeah. that's, hey, then that's yeah, friendship. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, but yes, so so I subjected I'm... you to untold horrors.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, probably... No, undoubtedly the oldest thing we've covered on this podcast so far. So this far. is <laughs> the clouds by Aristophanes. Aristophanes, yeah, Aristophanes, right? Yep. who wrote this in I believe two no four hundred and twenty three BC. Yep.
0: Four twenty three BC. It's an old one. So, uh, so uh, <laughs> where do you want to start with this? Because there's a lot of directions we can go. <laughs> I, well, let's let's talk about like the setting here, or like because yeah. like.
1: It, this is a some sort of golden era of comedies,
0: according to the brief yeah. research I did on this. So the the way that ancient Greek literature goes is essentially you have you know like your Iliad and Odyssey uh, composed from like the ten hundreds to like eight hundreds BC, written down sometime in the seven hundreds, um, and then there's like other little poetry that kind of sprouts off, and then when Athens shows up they start developing what we now understand as the theater tradition. So, um, drama in tragedy and comedy, um, originally coming out of little satyr plays where people dressed up as mythological creatures and tell dick jokes to each other. We don't really have much (laughs) on that, but we know it existed. Um, eventually this process became formalized. So in the golden age of Athens at the same time that we're getting history from Herodotus and Thucydides is starting to write his stuff down and won't be done until much later. He dies before he finishes it, but, you know, he gets most of it done. Um, And then we start having some some philosophers show up. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, this formalized structure of doing theater performances where like every year, a couple times a year, everyone in the city, everyone in the city of Athens, which at this point in the 400 BC is like king of all of Greece, um, it's the most powerful and influential city, it doesn't rule everything, there's a rivalry with Sparta that we'll, we'll, we'll see explored a little bit in some other plays, not necessarily the clouds, but um, uh, it's this big huge city and they have this new democracy style of government where all these people are participating um which is not as unique as it might seem there are a lot of other assembly style governments but athens had by far the widest franchise of of any city-state so it was still rich adult men but it was a lot more rich adult men than most other places where it's like the council is like 20 people it's like there's hundreds of people who are participating um low thousands possibly depending on the time and place and As this tradition doesn't sound too bad. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so this tradition of, of theater essentially is you know you get everybody in the city, um, you know citizens, uh, kids, uh, non citizen men, women, slaves. Everybody's in to watch these plays, so everyone is participating. And they have a whole bunch of things spread out over like three days of shows. They do a whole bunch of dramas like in a row. It's like doing the whole Cannes Film Festival and then having the Oscars right after. So you know, there were a I bunch of Oscars this. And like, comedy, and then they have these awards that are done, so every year a certain playwright wins, and the ones who lose might get salty about that. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was going to say, like, halfway through this play,
1: it, everything just stops, so the playwright yes. can address the audience and say, hey, you know, didn't win last year, but it's fine, it's fine. Everyone else is yeah. like, shitty comedy, but it's fine. Maybe vote for me this year, just, yeah. you know, just saying. I was like, wow, this is an odd thing to put in your... I was... it's... So like I actually wrote uh, Athenian Oscars, question mark, because I was like, yeah. wait, that's a...
0: It's, it, it really is a lot like that, because there's um, the, the, the actors, and then there's the chorus, which is kind of an, an import from some of the older styles of comedy, uh, or older styles of, of theater, and the, the head chorus leader is sometimes usually the mouthpiece for the playwright, or, we're not entirely sure, maybe sometimes the playwright themselves gets up on the stage and says, Hey guys, I got thoughts about stuff, whether that's to contextualize the play with paratext, or to be, in, in Aristophanes' case, like, "Hey." I didn't win last year, and like, I'm not mad, I'm not mad but if I don't win this year, I will be. Because yep. look, see, I'm coming to you guys every year. <laughs> every year I come with new ideas, new jokes. Last year I skewered Cleon. He was so embarrassed. And this year, do I skewer Cleon again? No, I come to do something else. I don't retread the same jokes years and years in a row unlike some people who you gave first place to. <laughs> I'm so coming expensive. with new material. So it's <laughs> just the the pettiness on display is hilarious. And of course, the way that they, he dresses up, this like, it's a mix of like, browbeating and groveling for the audience mm-hmm. of, like, all this meter and, like, beautiful lyricism and construction where it's like, hey, dumb fucks, vote for my play this year and maybe I'll like you. <laughs>
1: but that gets recorded and, like, immortalized yep. for thousands of years, this this yeah. intermission where this guy's just like, hey, fuckers, vote for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we have a lot of um, uh, tragedies, well, a lot, relatively speaking, of tragedies, and of comedy we know there were more playwrights. Aristophanes complains about them, but his plays, the 11 of the, like, 40 that he wrote are the only thing we have from old Athenian comedy. And a lot of the other stuff around it would have been, like, this very satirical, very grounded in what's going on in the the happenings, you know, year to year in Athens. Um, but that thread isn't really picked up again strongly uh, until Rome much later on where since the empire is so big they can't do political satire so it's all a lot of domestic comedy which is the blueprint for the sitcom so the sitcom Mm -hmm. essentially was invented in Rome because they had to have plays that could go in completely different provinces where it's like If I do this material in Hispania, do I know if it's going to play in Greece? Eh. So you have to make it very basic, very fundamental, like, core problems everyone can understand. But in Athens, it's so specific to what's going on in the city. So there's so much stuff that even scholars are like, don't have a damn clue what he's talking about here, but clearly he feels very strongly about it. (laughs) Well,
1: if we we learn anything from that, then it's that Athens is really into fart and dick jokes.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is like the opening of this 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 great you know comedy. This uh, Athens, this capital of culture and democracy. It's this play starts with a teenage son farting on his dad in bed. Which yeah, is tell me about the gross. assholes of Nats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. A, so this play this place starts with um, I'm gonna say this right. Strepsiades. Strepsiades. Okay. Uh, Strepsiades
0: and um, Strepsiades. Uh, uh, Thunder five, please. What's the please. Oh god? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So we we were reading different translations because I have. Uh, patrons, because see I have this very fancy book, which is not is so not fancy. an ideal Look, it's translation. Gilded. It's it is gilded. This is actually a <laughs> gift from my my now wife, Cyan, when we were uh, dating in college. It's very very sweet of her. But uh, mm-hmm. this version, since it's so fancy, um, they don't keep the dick jokes in. The version that I had read in college, I don't. I, I rented that book like an idiot, so I don't have that version anymore. <laughs> but um, one of the common things is that a, a good translator who really cares will write a bunch of puns on the character's names because this wordplay was very very common so your translation i suppose then had a lot of these wordplay names and it was mine unfortunately didn't which is which is disappointing I, you know i am going level with you i that was just that was that was a dumb joke oh okay th- I've literally like like th- th- i think Thydipi- okay yeah because I've, I've yeah the other one's <coughs> phydipides um yeah. trying to find the page yeah yeah phydipides um but no there there are some versions of plays where they'll They'll call each other wrong names just because it's a pun that and it works. Yeah,
1: that is that is a recurring joke I always trying to put in my YouTube videos. If I'm saying the same person over and over again, I'll say it different. Like Maxim. Gotta from, mix it up. Yeah, it's like it becomes Maxipad, Maxi Boy, Maximilian. Like yeah, Max you gotta Fresh. Mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I, th- so Stripsides is a reasonably, at the moment, wealthy Athenian. Who, for some reason, is sharing a bed with his teenage son, who's farting on him? Yeah, that's an Um, interesting
0: uh, choice there in the scene setting for this play. Yeah, I
1: was like, I guess they're really low on beds or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a place they just wanted to. Yeah, yeah they need to have both people in the same room for the opening of the play, yeah. but it was just like houses were just...
0: smaller back then, but I think mm-hmm. uh sleeping in the bed with your teenage son was, was less common. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh well <clears throat> I was trying not to question it, but uh so yeah, Strepsides is stressing out. He can't sleep because he owes so many people money. His mm-hmm. son is addicted to horse racing, so he's going yeah. bankrupt bankrolling.
0: Just... Very expensive. Yeah. Horse racing was prohib... I mean, even still into the modern day, uh, in, like, English history, horsing was famously an expensive sport... Or horsing. Uh, equestrian uh, uh, sporting. <laughs> horse, yeah, so like, a verb. Yeah. Rather than just sort of banning his son from doing
1: this, he's, he seems to be trying to reason with him. It's like, son, if you truly love me, you'll stop doing horse racing and you'll become a debater. But we'll... But first, like, he, he wakes up, he's going over his accounts book, he's like, okay, I owe this guy money, I owe this guy money, I owe this guy money. And then, like, the second joke I clocked is, like, he was basically saying, hey, slave, come here and cry about the lamp. Because you put too much wick in it, and it's wasting money. So cry, cry for me, slave. Cry, because you
0: messed up the lamp. It's like,
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> it's so extreme, because, it, I mean, it, it effectively puts you into the mindset of, like, this guy is become so uh, Indebted by his son's actions, that he has to be the most like scrooge penny pincher guy imaginable. Yeah. But it also is a testament to some of the the real cruelty that slaves endured, where masters could just do the stupidest shit, like forcing their slaves to cry because they put yeah. too much wick in the lamp, and that's yeah, that's wasteful. Oil. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's always hard to rela- like the heroes of the story. Always like, and then they did heroic things, and they had slaves.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no 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 character in this play comes out heroic at the end oh, on no, the this... basis of like just Athenian society kind of sucking, but then also because all these characters are assholes.
1: Yeah, no, no are no there's no good people in this fucking play. No. I kinda love it. Um, but yeah, so so Strepsides his his plan for getting out of debt is to send his son next door to Socrates' school of uh Bad faith debating was the closest I could figure out. Yeah, it, the,
0: the, the unjust argument and the translation I had, yeah. they call it the thinkery. Um, that's the a, thinkery, a yes, modern I saw take, that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where it's like, I know that there are people out there who can teach random citizens how to argue anything. Uh, yes. And if I can get myself <laughs> or my son to learn how to do this... We're going to be set and we can argue ourselves out of the debts. Fantastic. Yes, that's, actually. That's his theories. So yeah, just that's be, the theory. I will be so good at debating, I will argue my way out of having to pay these guys back yeah so this is is based in the philosophical tradition around athens at the time uh and specifically we'll see the character of socrates come in but since athens was such a cosmopolitan hub for greek culture in the like 400s bc it was attracting people from all over and because there was such a wide political system where a bunch of people could participate and it was all about like arguing to try to make points and and Uh, argue for one course of action or another course of action unlike the very closed you know assembly councils of like 10 old guys uh or like you know two kings and five advisors in sparta uh where it's like very very small like being able to argue persuasively in politics then as now is a very important skill so there were um teachers called sophists you know smart guys who would essentially take money to train young kids how to be persuasive so that they could grow up and get good jobs in politics being able to argue whatever they wanted so this thinkery um is a amalgamation of a lot of different ideas the concept of sophists or philosophers really more sophists teaching people how to argue anything did exist there's a very famous sophist by the name of gorgias who lived to be like a hundred years old, was very unheard of in ancient Athens, he lives in Athens, and he was known for being able to argue any position on any issue. He had uh, two very famous treatises which were on non-existence and the defense of Helen. Helen being a very vilified character in Greek uh, yes. mythology. how, how dare she... she be kidnapped. Yeah, so he argued like, here's the reasons why it wasn't her fault. Like, weirdly forward-thinking, but like, there's still a lot of sexism. Twins He's in doing argument, it for but... the wrong reason. He was like, oh no, yeah. she is obviously awful, but I'm gonna argue with her because I'm so a great debater not yeah she was actually kind of innocent in that scenario yeah so he he has a bunch of different reasons of like oh here's why it wasn't actually her fault so it's like i can argue a a seemingly unarguable idea which is that helen is innocent which is like unheard of the other one is the idea that nothing exists therefore you and i don't exist money doesn't exist therefore i don't owe you any money And this is is, is like a thing. This sort of comes back in this particular... Yeah, yeah, so there were people who were proposing these kinds of of logical leaps to get out of contracts to do this kind of thing. So there were a very known phenomenon in Athens of people teaching young people for money, um, paying to teach, it's like selling the shovels of the gold rush, um, how to argue any position on any subject. So there's this idea of like the the just arguments like good kind of philosophical yeah. like are you true things based on reason and logic and then there's the unjust argument which is just spouting bullshit and hope that you can annoy your interlocutor into giving up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I thought the old argument was basically like
1: kids these days you don't respect your elders and we should go back to good old-fashioned values but like by the end of the play I was realizing that um they, that wasn't really being... Ju- like That was kind of like be- being perceived as stupid, too. It's like... It's not yeah. necessarily a better <laughs> argument. It's a good argument, but it's still dumb. It's yeah. Like, eh. Everyone loses. Somehow everyone loses in this play. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. But... So, yeah, so uh, Thy thigh- Big thighs peas or whatever his name is uh, <laughs> flat out refuses. He's like, "Dad, those guys are posers. I'm not gonna fucking join
0: this this art, you know bad yeah. faith debating right wing YouTuber fucking <laughs> um, school." Unfortunately, that is a lot of what the vibe is, uh, and especially in in modern productions like school plays, you'll you'll see people lean into this. Um, I saw a very uh, fun uh, production stage uh, stages available online. Um, from a university where, uh, the character fight it, but he starts the play, like, wearing a motorcycle jacket with all tussled hair, and then mm-hmm. after he, he completes his, and shittening arc, once he goes to the thinkery, he comes back with, like, the most fucking Ben Shapiro-ass getup you can imagine, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, wow, <laughs> like, Okay yeah no, so, so, yeah really. yeah okay that's what they're going for here <laughs> oh no see now yeah. i was
1: thinking all the way through it's like is it low-hanging fruit to say that
0: this is fucking ben shapiro style arguing when you're not right you're just very good at debating yeah. but so it's... some people like to to make the joke of like oh socrates you know in like actual history like in the platonic dialogue socrates is a ben shapiro type no 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 no. this socrates in Aristophanes' clouds is a ben shapiro type
1: <laughs> so yeah i do not blame thypes for not wanting to go so Strip is was like, fine, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself, yeah. Uh, so he goes over to this this thinkery. Um, I mean, first he has to talk his way in. Uh, and the guy, I think the, the guy at the door, I don't know if this was in your translation, but he said like, oh yeah, Socrates is g- kind of busy right now. He's measuring fleas. He's doing important flea measurements. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like, by, obviously, a yeah, very busy man. Dipping their the fleas in wax. Yeah, to see they how calculate far they jump. How, yeah, how far they jump and how long their, their feet are. And there's a joke about uh, Persian slippers that when you dip the fleece foot in the wax, it'll make a Persian slipper. I don't know what that reference is. I'm sure someone does, and maybe they don't. But it's it's very weird. The very like esoteric natural science stuff they're doing, and then yeah. soon enough they're calculating. Um, what was it, like, the force of a flea's fart, or, like, whether the sound a flea makes comes out of its mouth or its ass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's one of many, many fart jokes throughout this fucking yeah. play. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah,
1: but he does manage to get his way in, and Socrates, <laughs> like, descends from the ceiling in a fucking basket. Like, he's in, he's, a, he's uh, in a basket,
0: hanging yeah, by, like, he's, a balloon.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, his, I was just thinking, like, his entrance is the reverse of the ending of the Cats movie. Like, he's coming down from the Heavenside Lair. <laughs> So it's like, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I was doing important thinking up there that I could only do from up high because I'm Stand aloft Socrates. and contemplate the sun, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, and then uh, Strepsides is like, come on, teach me to debate so I can talk people out of me paying them. And, like, Socrates... I don't know if this is actually him being a poser or him just hazing him. He's like, all right, get naked and come inside. All my new <laughs> students have to strip off before they come inside. I was
0: like, wow. Hazing you know, started in fucking Greek times. I couldn't tell you which one it is, but since it is Greece, it might have just been uh, business is business. They're treating it like mm-hmm. a gymnasium might be the illusion they're going for, if I had to guess. Yeah. But again, I don't want uh, to say for sure. It, weird shit happens in Aristophanes' plays, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, the joke is like this guy shows up to like learn how to speak it's like all right cool get naked for no reason but just just because it's like you're like you have to kinky that day it's like the the inverse karate kid montage where instead of like painting chores it's just like all right pants drop them (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um we then meet the titular clouds which
1: so so they're, they're kind of like gods, but not really, because Socrates, being an enlightened human being, doesn't worship like Zeus and all those sort of lame-ass gods. He worships yeah. the, the actual things that give weather is clouds. <laughs> so he, But the, cool. the advantage of clouds is that they're ever-changing, and also they kind of fit whatever you want. You're looking at clouds, you see what you want to see, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, this is, like, weirdly ahead of his time, like, rain doesn't come from Zeus, you dumb fucks. It comes from clouds, like... Yeah shit so he's he was, actually shit onto the something um, the way that the, this works is that the the chorus uh, is the, the clouds so all of the chorus members would have been dancing around in like poofy cloud costumes and all of the different Aristophanes plays uh, the wasps the knights uh, the birds the frogs um, are named after what the chorus is in that play so in mm-hmm. tragedies the chorus people are usually just wearing cloaks and masks and stuff and they're just kind of like whatever they're people but in comedy uh, a lot of the, the the production value was from what crazy shit you can get up to with your chorus, what dances you'll have them do, what costumes you'll have them wear. And speaking of Aristophanic costumes, everybody would have been wearing a prosthetic penis, just just because, because it's funny, because that's funny. Oh. All the characters would have been wearing prosthetic dongs. Yeah, just little like like stuffed with like cloth, just just dongs. You can see vase paintings where like it's just everyone's got their dicks out. So, in in this case, the clouds are the chorus. I don't... I don't know if I can say if the clouds also would have had dicks, but if they did, I would not be surprised.
1: (laughs) I I think for the purposes of this
0: podcast, they absolutely do. They should be referred to as the dick clouds, (laughs) yep. (laughs) Yeah, but the the whole thing with Socrates, like, worshipping the clouds and and the vortex instead of the gods, um, actually points towards something which becomes important later on, where Socrates is accused by Athens um, 20 years later. Uh, Some people say that this play is what what really dooms Socrates' reputation. I don't know if I buy that. We can get into it later. Um, Wait, so Socrates was still alive at this point? Oh yeah. So Socrates was killed in 399 BC. Um, this play was staged in, in 423, so it's like a quarter century between this play and when he's actually killed. So um, the oh, so this reflexes to draw this is like, a, this is like a mad burn
1: on a living person.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these people are totally alive. He wasn't dead yet. He was he was basically like new to Athens at this point, probably uh, compared to what he was like at the end. So. Um, he was accused later on of, uh, two main charges, corrupting the youth and, uh, being impious and not worshiping the city's gods. Uh, and in the apology, uh, in Plato, he offers very circuitous defenses for this, uh, which maybe means like, okay, maybe there's actually a little something to that. Cause he could have said like, I believe in Zeus and that should have like cleared him, but he's like, I believe in divinities. Come on, Socrates, yeah. you can make this easier on yourself. <laughs> um, so, this so is the guy who like, drank in, hemlock in the end, right? Yeah, he's the guy who drank hemlock in the okay, end. Yeah. And he was like, fuck you guys, I'll drink this right now. Because <laughs> like, he had options to escape, but he just chose not to. Because he's like, no, I, I got sentenced. I'm, I'm going to go down. Uh, I'm going to go with my principles and fucking die. But Have you ever um, been so stubborn you literally die? <laughs> yeah, that's Socrates easy. But um, the the charges that we will see levied against him later do have some precedent in what we see here where the two things that socrates does are corrupt a youth and worship wrong gods so it's mm-hmm. it's not necessarily um fair or the complete picture to say that that this plays what doomed socrates' reputation but the reasons that socrates was doomed are clearly present even as far back as here this one play wasn't what did him in because otherwise they would have killed him like the next week um mm. but these thoughts about socrates clearly were in the water and, and in the air around this time because he's he's doing some real impious shit in this play <laughs>
1: yeah no he does not look great in it um, yeah but like he is he is trying to treat uh to teach strepsides and it's funny you mentioned like uh crowded kid because he does kind of had a Sort of non-traditional methods of teaching, like he sticks him in a bed full of bugs, literal bugs, yeah, and it's like, okay, man, this represents the uh, the the false arguments you're going to be making because it's distracting people with small details, small bug bug bites. They're yeah. not going like, they're not actually that important, but they're really distracting. But like, Stripsides, it turns out, isn't this like the the brightest lamp in the uh, in the bedroom because no. he's not picking up what. Socrates is, is dishing out. He's just no, like no. He's not the ah. brightest lamp. He keeps on getting rid of the wick, <laughs> Yeah, exactly, making people cry over it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like he's like yeah. Socrates is like, okay, well here's a mental uh, like scenario for you. You're you're, in, you're being prosecuted in court for not paying your debts. What do you do? And Stripside is like, I'll hang myself because you can't <laughs> yeah. prosecute me if I'm dead. I'm dead.
0: Yeah. Because the first thing is like, okay, I got it. I'm going to go to a Thessalian witch. And capture the moon therefore yes. the month can't change so they can never ring me up on my interest when the month is over and then yeah. i forgot what the second one was it's like okay well that doesn't work what happens if someone sees you he's like oh well i'll do this i'll like, get someone to, to mm. swear like a false oath and it's like what do you have, you have a thousand people swearing an out that they saw you take this loan he's like then i'll kill myself i'll just kill myself because then there's no debts <laughs> if you're dead i mean genius
1: god <laughs> Yeah, and Socrates just like, Five oh, this dreads. fucking guy. Yeah. So, like, he says, get back in the bed, buds, and um, think it over. Come up with some, like, better ideas. I'm going to come back. And I don't know if this was in your translation. In mine, Strepsides doesn't think it over. He just starts masturbating in bed. I like, just, like, describes, like, the sheets. It's like, holy shit! It's
0: like, I can't focus on logic. Time to wank. Time to wank in a bed full of bugs. It's like, damn it, dude. God. Oh, yeah. So, I
1: think...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it, uh, like, just think about, like, this being staged, like, the the physical comedy of Socrates being like, no, okay, come on, like, like, really think through the arguments of this, I'm gonna go over there, and it takes yep. two steps this way, and then you just see the, the bed sheet, like, boom, 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 like, that's comedy, that's comedy immediately. <laughs> don't, I would have left myself
1: sick if I'd seen it, don't get me yeah. wrong, but
0: it's just like, I...
1: It's just, I don't know, you, your brain tells you that ancient Greek comedy should be, like,
0: enlightened and intellectual, but instead you're watching an old man oh, wank on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's And the joke would have been more pronounced since he was wearing the prosthetic phallus, so, like, you can really, like, pantomime that all the way up and yeah, down the stage. Yeah, it's like a flagpole, right, yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all the, the physical comedy, it's like when you're doing Shakespeare plays, there's so much that's lost when it's just in the text. Mm-hmm aristophanes leaves a lot less to the imagination but (laughs) there is still definitely a a lot that when you um uh when you have the opportunity to stage this or do you know for lack of a better word a university performance which is where most of these things are staged nowadays um and like all the actors involved are really willing to make the the disgusting jokes because it's college students of course they are um that's when you can get like the the real like full heft of the text and full heft of the comedy on display when all the actors involved are are sick, twisted university students with disgusting <laughs> minds. <laughs> God, I don't think you could even get away with that these days. I
1: think your play would be like, this play is vulgar.
0: Yeah, like in, in any actual like performance venue, not a chance. Um, I, I, I put out a video on Aristophanes two years ago in, in 2021, and someone said that I went to the uh, ancient theater in Epidavros. It's um, it's a relatively like complete theater, like two hours drive outside of Athens. Um, and I saw the, he uh, was like the Thesmophoria, um, which is basically a play of a guy sneaking into the women's bathroom, but much more complicated than that. Uh, there's a whole religious festival, it, tangents and tangents. But he was like, I was really disappointed because the actors in Greek were saying all of the dick jokes, but they projected a translation on the screen behind them in English, and there were no dick jokes in that one, so I, I feel like anyone who could only speak English was robbed. Yeah. Damn, um, that's, yeah, that's 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 not uh, true to the text. How dare no. they? Yeah, it's like, it's what Shakespeare would have wanted, dick jokes or what Aristophanes would have dick wanted. Dick jokes or bust, motherfuckers. Dick <laughs> jokes and bust, am I right, boys?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh so, yeah, so not surprisingly, Avengers Tripside, he sort of, uh, he just gives, he gives up. He just fucking is yeah. like, I'm going to send my, so then he forces uh, Thunder Thypes to, to go to the school after all. It's just like, son, mm. I've, I've washed out, you have to do this, and his son's like, oh, you're going to regret this, dad, I'm going to go ride horses. Yeah. So, <laughs> going to go have yeah, expensive
0: hobbies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which, I mean, and during all this in the background, the clouds are apparently just, like, pointing out everyone's failures. They're just like, hey, this guy is being a dick because... Because clouds be calling it how they
0: sees it. Yeah, there are a couple interludes. The the first big one is where the Aristophanes stand-in, or Aristophanes himself, comes in to be like, y'all didn't vote for me, fuck you guys. Um, And there's another one where they're... I think waxing more philosophical about like good and bad arguments but there are like three or four of these throughout the play and i've definitely confused like all the latter ones together yeah but um so his son
1: apparently does excel at this this thinkery he does a much better job and he comes out and he's like okay i'll figure it out what i'm gonna be like is like uh what even is time man you know like the, you, you're saying the new moon and the old moon? That's two moons. That's like two different days. So what? Yeah, are, which what which you, one is it? Which one is it, yo? Checkmate. You can't collect debt on two days. Check, yeah, checkmate. Yeah. I owe you no money because you kind of said you collected on the weekend, and the weekend is two days,
0: you know? Yeah. So it's like on the first day, you'll be like, nah, it's the other day. And then mm. on the next day, you're like, oh, it was the last day, you missed your chance. So, yeah.
1: And, yeah. and his dad, not, again, not being the brightest lamp in the slave collar, whatever it is, we, we, metaphor we went with, um, yeah. it's just like, genius, son, genius! <laughs> not shockingly, his creditors don't really buy it. So they're just like, okay, we're going to come back, and we really do want our fucking money, you asshole.
0: Yeah. I, um, one of the funny arguments that um, Strepsiades is able to use with a creditor is where it's like, all right, fine, at least pay me the interest, and Strepsides mm. is like, oh, well, uh, 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 this is so silly. Does a river or the sea grow larger over time? Yeah. And the guy's like, no. It's like, then, then why should silver? How preposterous. Why would you ask this of me? The, uh, against the laws of nature. Yeah. The guy's well, it starts like, with like, what is interest, man? I've never heard of this interest.
1: Well, in- yeah. I- interest in what? And, yeah, yeah, like interest. Like...
0: Is this some divine being that I'm not aware yeah.
1: of? <laughs> of course, in uh, is with modern climate change, the ocean absolutely gets bigger, so. Yeah. <laughs> In the grand scheme of things, Tripsides is wrong. Oh, shocking, yeah. yeah. but uh, So yes, he, he clearly did not learn a lot, and things actually get worse, because his son is now not only failing to get him out of debt, he's also now a complete dickhead, he's because he's just, like, wailing on his dad, just, like, yeah. beating the shit out of him. It was like, what the fuck are you doing?! It's like, well, you hit me when I was
0: a child, and now I've learned to argue my way into being allowed to hit you as an adult. <laughs> yeah, so. and not only is this like again more physical comedy um, with with this this small boy beating up on this much larger and presumably stronger man, mm. but he argues why it's good that he's beating him, and eventually Stripsides is like, "Yeah, you're right. I guess you should beat me. That's fine. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like well, you then- beat me when I was younger." And, it's, and Strip is like, yeah, well, when That's you have a kid, do. you... Yeah, I, I beat yeah. you so that you'd stay in line, you'd do the right things, is because I cared for you, I wanted you to grow up right. I'm like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? And then Strip is like, well, when you have a kid, you can beat them up. Yeah, and is like, well, Passed if I along. don't have a kid, I won't get to beat anyone up, and you'll die laughing at me. So until I have a kid, I get to beat you up too. And strip is just like... You drive uh, a hard argument. but <laughs> you yeah, to give yet, it to you. I can't actually
1: discredit that argument, so f- go for it, son. <laughs> yeah. It's got a point. But then yeah. he does take it a step further. It's like, and after this, I'm gonna go beat up my mom too. Yeah. He's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. hang on
0: there, champ. Hang on. <laughs> Even Stripsides is like, that's a bridge too far. Yeah. You don't and beat then Phaidippides manages to argue it, and Stripsides is like, Nah, shit, you're right. Fine. And, go oh, ahead, I'd go beat the crap out of your mom. Fuck. <laughs> <God. laughs>
1: But yeah, uh oh I skipped over the part where like there's a big example of the good argument and the old, the bad argument. Oh, an old philosopher yes. and a young philosopher out and the old guy's just uh, what were they even arguing for? It's just the the old man gets
0: fucking destroyed with facts and logic yeah, basically. Yeah, it was um it was about uh it was about a lot of things. Um hmm. but it kind of came around to the idea of like oh, whether adultery we... oh yeah, justice and like if adultery is okay yeah, um, just
1: basically, is goodness even worth pursuing? And the young kid yeah. was just like, nothing matters, man, Absolutely. so let's yeah. just do what we want. We can, ju- As long as we can justify doing the thing, let's just do the thing. And the old floss was like, back in my day, people respected, we should go back to when people wanted
0: to be good people. And the young kid's just like, why, though? Yo, why? Lame. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone's just guys, like, and the
1: young one wins!
0: Yeah, the, the old guy is like, oh, you know, if, if you follow justice, your your body will be in tune with justice, and you'll be strong and have a, a, a soft complexion and big shoulders and tiny- Oh yes, you'll have a, firm buttocks! Tiny, yeah, firm butt and a respectably <laughs> tiny dong. Because in, in ancient Greece uh, and also Rome, the, there was an idea of, like, if you have a small penis, it represents self-control. And it's what? like when you exercise, your muscles kinda contract a little bit. So when you exercise your 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 wiener gets a little a little smaller. So the idea is like if you are seen like in a statue or just out and about to be having a small penis, it means that you are very virile and and energetic and you've just exercised because you're so strong. Whereas if you have some some big flailing hog, it means you can't control yourself. You're a barbarian. It's completely backwards to how we think about it today. You're blowing because it, my mind. it wasn't, right, it wasn't what? like a physical thing. It wasn't like, oh, what can you do with a giant dong? It was all about like, what does dong size say thematically about you and like your philosophical self-control as a person? Is completely inverse. So the just argument is like, if you pursue justice, you'll have like a firm nice butt and a respectively tiny wiener. And the unjust argument <sighs> says, oh well, we'll think about all the the delicious food, the the beautiful women, the the, the gluttony you can do. And uh, eventually, the uh, the just argument says, well, you know, that actually sounds pretty nice. I guess I will do that. That seems <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah,
1: you've, you talked me, your opponent, into it. I'm going to go yeah. have a small
0: penis and do some gluttony. Yeah, big dick. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Yep, yep. So yeah, so Strepside is like, Well shit, okay, Socrates is clearly actually an asshole parading as a philosophic, philosophic, sort of philosopher. Uh, I'm and the next is like, you know what? Fuck it arson. I'm <laughs> gonna burn his house down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got no other recourse. But it's like, I'm God. gonna go win an argument with his roof beams using fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. Show the the true logic of an open torch. Yeah. God. That's, that's and that's so how the play funny. ends. He sets fire to how it ends. everyone's running. Kill yeah, Socrates.
1: Well, Socrates, in my version, Socrates came running out and uh, Strepsides yeah. came round to, like, pick one more fight with him and, like, ch- comedically chases
0: him off-screen. Oh, yeah, you uh, know, that, that does seem worried. Because there, there are some of the students say, oh, no, I'm dying, but I think Socrates comes mm. out. You're right. So um, murder is straight up a part of the end of the play. It's just like, yeah, yeah. There's a body count. Like, yeah. get, get on <laughs> the level, Shakespeare. Um, yeah, it's, it's so weird how it ends because everything does have a resolution it's just not really a satisfying one in yeah. all of the tragedies there's there's this idea that you know the wrong have to be punished the the good eventually get their reward uh, usually that involves someone you know descending a deus ex machina moment um where in this whether consciously or not the deus ex machina is inverted where um strepsides says you know i walk aloft and contemplate the sun and he's the one who's like destroying the evildoers so the deus ex machina goes to Strepsides, but it's it's very twisted Uh, and a lot of the comedies end in this way where like theoretically the bad people are punished but like still everyone kind of sucks um so the the comedy endings across the board are solidly much messier And like,
1: I think that's that was referenced. I think the clouds said, "Like, we're just we've had enough of this. We're just ending the play." They literally (laughs) bookend the fact that it's got an abrupt ending. It's just like we are we the clouds. The are sick of these fucking people, so we're just ending the play here. These boys, (laughs) these fucking boys. So yeah, yeah, so Stripsides is he's he's got a son who's a dickhead. He's burnt. He's probably gonna go to prison for murder. I assume can't pay debt if you're in jail. He's cracked it! So that was the secret <laughs> thing. Although he probably can. They're probably going to claim his estate. I assume that's a mm. thing that happens in
0: Greece. Yeah, they yeah, can definitely so. do that. You're 100% right. <laughs> but he's in jail. It's not his problem. It's Pheidippides' problem now. That is now. true. It, yeah, someone else can make the slaves qu- cry over too much wick. Yeah, <laughs> and if they try to if they try to come to, to clear the estate, I'm sure Pheidippides can argue his way out of it. <laughs>
1: Well, Thriapides may be in prison too, because in the version I saw, his dad dragged him along on the arson quest. Oh, did he? I didn't have that stage direction in mind. Um oh, okay. I mean, I'd believe it. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Maybe I misunderstood, But Chris he said, like, Strepides and Thriapides climb to the top of the thing. So. You're probably
0: right. I mean, honestly, well, let's see what we got here. Um, flip to the last page. Um, I I fully believe you. Here's the thing. I, I don't see... Yeah, I don't... I don't have any stage descriptions in mine. Rave away, talk nonsense to yourself, and that's Pheidippides' last line of the play. Yeah, he exits. In my version, uh, Pheidippides doesn't come along with. But the stage well, directions weren't written in, so I can see why a different translator would do it differently. Ah, uh,
1: gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So, yeah. I mean,
0: that might have been added later
1: then. But yeah. like, which also suggests that the uh, s- Strepsides masturbates in background thing may have been a later addition. <laughs> you never know it would absolutely keeping with the rest of the play like stage direction is just like the opening
0: soliloquy was was punctuated by fart noises continuously yeah Yeah. god these plays are just such a trip and and reading them in the modern day you know you see the lineage of of this through shakespeare to south park it's like oh yeah that that is a continuous line that, that runs all the way through uh and and we've Thoroughly picked up in the modern day with our, our love of political satire, but what's fascinating about Aristophanes is the the balance of on the one hand this very complex political satire making fun of the philosophers and and Socrates in particular, right next to just the the crudest dick jokes imaginable. Um, it it isn't quite uh, fair to take Aristophanes's. Um, Portrayal of of Socrates at face value because we do see some stuff like some some corrupting of the youth uh, Some some impiety with with not worshiping Zeus Um, But the characterization of Socrates running a school Charging money and claiming to teach anyone Mm -hmm. how to do anything are pretty much all inaccurate There were other people who did that the the sophist guys who who tried to teach you know up-and-coming politicians how to do that they they had schools, whether or not they were so formal as the thinkery, they're just, like, private tutors, eh. Um, But Socrates famously said in in all of Plato, he's like, I never charged, I never had students, people just hung around me if they liked what I was talking about. Um, And his whole thing is like, oh, the only thing I know is that I know nothing. This idea of Socrates teaching grammar and rhetoric is very, um, uh, disconnected to the portrait that we see in Plato. Uh, Maybe Plato's trying to be more favorable, but we we have reason to believe that Aristophanes was taking a composite picture of all the philosopher types uh, Mm -hmm. in Athens and having this big caricature of all them together Uh... in the person of Socrates, because he was the loudest and most prominent. But the stuff that we see this version of Socrates doing lines up more with other people, other sophists Mm -hmm. that we know about, like Gorgias, the non-existence guy. Like he was a known quantity, but Socrates was the most prevalent, most annoying. So he's the yep. one who gets put in the play. Um, that makes sense. So yes, you're, yeah. you're right. There was a big part in the play where he's like, oh, wait, where are you going, champ? You have to pay me the big bucks before I'll teach you anything. Yeah, exactly. I mean. That's, uh, that is very different from what we see of Socrates in the Platonic texts. And again, um, you know, you're one very biased source plato the guy's student another very biased source aristophanes who has a reason to make fun of everyone that's his job Mm -hmm. um i i tends to think he didn't charge he really doesn't strike us as that kind of guy when you look at plato he doesn't want to teach people how to do anything like that but those characters were definitely prevalent and definitely um in the mind of the athenians uh and uh, on the kind of political uh, discourse, because there would have been a lot of people in the Athenian assembly who had gone to these kinds of private tutors to learn mm. how to argue bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, so yeah. um, like, the thing that really shocked me is like, I didn't realize that Socrates was still alive at this point. So it's yeah. like, this is more like Saturday Night Live than anything else is what I'm realizing. It's like yeah. trying to get laughs by being as relevant as possible, but. Yeah,
0: it, it, all would have been it, very topical stuff. <laughs> including the giant penis clouds. Yeah, hugely topical, yeah. There are other plays um, that deal much more specifically with the Peloponnesian War between Athens and Sparta which was um, uh, 431 to uh, 404 BC with a little break in the middle. Um, But there are a handful of different plays where essentially a character comes up with some harebrained scheme to stop the war or escape the war, so there's Um, Liz Estrada is the most famous where the women of Athens uh, go on a sex strike to get the men to stop fighting where it's like No, no boning until this war is done Um, There's one uh, play and I'm gonna get a couple of these confused um, But there's a play where someone makes a one-man peace treaty with Sparta where it's like I have no trouble with you So if you guys have no trouble with me, please don't burn down my fields. Cool. Great Um, there is uh, the, the birds where someone decides to just fly up to a kingdom in the sky to escape the war it's like well fuck all this I'm, I'm out of here um, Cloud Cuckoo Land um, is how it's often translated uh, in English which I think has kind of like come back into popular um, lexicon recently
1: is, is there a play and I um this is my vaguest memory from my classical education at school mm. was where two people ride a giant dung beetle up to the up to Olympus to uh, talk to the gods and they just don't happen to be home at that exact moment
0: yes I forget which one that is um but yes that is one of them uh there there's one where uh, someone goes to dig up the dead goddess of peace like dig her out of her grave to be like hey do your job make peace <laughs> so the the absolute balls to the wall plots that that aristophanes comes up with reflects a, a very real anxiety about this war in the present life where like people would do anything to make this stop to have athens uh and sparta be at peace so that sparta will get off their back and stop burning all their shit um but it's it's Impressive that even, you know, e- even then, you know, at that point, even when this art form was so early, not that the ancients are any dumber than us, in some ways we're, we've managed to become very dumb in our time, oh, yeah. <laughs> the dumbness has become cumulative. Um, but the the diversity of plots that Aristophanes is able to construct out of this this fundamental premise of political life uh, in Athens mm-hmm. uh, and what to do with that, whether that's making fun of, of culture, um, making fun of um the 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 philosophical uh kind of like tradition that was burgeoning in athens making fun of the war uh there's a play called the frogs where um dionysus uh is sad because euripides dies so euripides and aeschylus two tragedians have a poetry competition and then like the one who wins can go back and aeschylus wins the other guy wins (laughs) it's really funny um but it's it's just very tuned into the goings- on. So it was so like specifically relevant for that year because much like the original Shakespeare plays, they were performed. And then kind of like, all right, well, we're done. We got to get something new for mm-hmm. next year. So there was a constant clearing out, which is why we have so few scripts and only 11 Aristophanes plays of the 40 he wrote compared to the you know dozens of other comedy writers out there. Um, so we, we have Aristophanes on this pedestal, but there may well have been people who were funnier than him. We, we have no idea. Other people who could have explored the topic in different ways, but even everyone else uh, was still playing at these same ideas so it, when aristophanes comes out and says like hey i did one play making fun of cleon i didn't run the joke into the ground you can imagine there are other uh playwrights who were making fun of this politician for like year after year after year after yeah. year and just like just hammering the, the joke beyond the point the, where the old funny. equivalent so, of the tiktoker who just does the same thing over and over, the and same over again bit, yeah do a different Damn dance yeah. get new material yeah <laughs> yeah
1: wow so i mean most important question do we have any idea if he won the athenian oscars
0: after this, this appeal. Let me look, because I don't know if he won for this one. Uh, We do have records of this though, that's that's Yes, sick. uh, Aristophanes came third place for the clouds <laughs> at the Dionysia. Okay. Horrible for him, absolutely <laughs> catastrophic. He won first prize for the Acarnians and the Knights in 425 and 424, and then the Frogs in 405. Um, oh my gosh, clouds came third? They gave him the bronze oh, medal. That's after that's this direct horrible. appeal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think his that's, next play's kind of about ungrateful him. audiences. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm sure his play after that was really uh unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I just I can't get over just how wonderfully like
1: bitter that is that he just actually literally has a soliloquy in the middle that's just like yeah. Hey, assholes, like, I am giving you pure gold out here. What the fuck yeah. is
0: wrong with you? And you can imagine, there it's, it's not a stretch to think that um, other playwrights were also taking pot shots at Aristophanes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at this guy who's all high and mighty about his work. Well, I'm trying to make you laugh, and I don't care how I do it. So it's yeah. the, the the banter between comedians. is like rap battles uh, for, for ancient Athens, where they just ah, like yeah. take digs in the middle of their tracks... Um this tracks, but in play form. Yeah. yeah, it's Aristophanes is is just fascinating to look at because more than the the tragedies, he really reveals a lot about Athens in its day. Where mm-hmm. you, you you see the everyday anxieties that people have about um, these new ideas coming in, how they're influencing the politics, what's going to happen with the war, um, what uh, is our current literature as good as the old literature that's explored in the in the the frogs with the poetry competition. And Aristophanes is at many points very critical of Athenian democracy. He's like, you guys are dumb fucks, the lot of you. You can't even solve a problem uh, if uh, you couldn't find your ass with both hands in a map. Um, <laughs> the favorite joke from any of the Uncharted games. Um, but he is probably the biggest accomplishment of the Athenian democratic culture because that, like, argumentative culture around public discourse where it's like we're gonna talk about stuff and we all are participating in these politics the citizens are participating in the actual legislation and doing the rules, but all of the mm. citizens are here watching these plays. These politics are not confined to a royal palace somewhere, but they're blown out for everybody to see. So even as critical as uh, Aristophanes is of this Athenian innovation, this democracy, and its many, many failings in the in the Athenian system, he is possibly, from what we have, the biggest beneficiary of that very argumentative, open... Um, discussion-based, uh, discussion based, uh mm-hmm. culture because he made it an art form, uh, which is just really cool to think about. So as, as much snark as he throws, he is distinctly materially benefiting from this democratic world that Athens has kind of cultivated in this little bubble for all the problems that Athenian democracy has. Hmm. I mean, so is this the, is this
1: the, the true origin of debate culture? Where like, you know, we, everything should be up for debate, man. We could
0: just, you know, This is probably one of the earliest um, written forms of it we have, because we have a handful of treatises from some of the other sophists, but that's pretty solidly like one-sided, where it's like, here's my argument on this thing. Um, Mm. Some of them wrote dialogues, um, but very, very few. Uh, The most debate that we see is uh, platonic dialogues featuring Socrates, uh, but that's not so much like... um, you know modern internet debate me bro uh whereas uh in in that version it's like socrates shows up to some guy who talks big game about knowing stuff Mm where there's the the euthyphra one of his dialogues where there's this guy who's an expert on piety and socrates is like all right define it and he can't so all these experts are completely full of shit. And, and that's what the Platonic Dialogues have, is this debate culture of not so much like, oh, debate me bro, debate me bro, but you can't. It's, Socrates asks very simple questions to these, these high and mighty people in their fields, who just completely crumble because they can't argue anything. And as soon as they're subject to the slightest scrutiny, they're like, ah! But the, um, so it's like, if you yeah. have an
1: opinion in Athens, there's a good chance that
0: Socrates is going to burst through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Like- exactly. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> Got it in one.
1: No wonder they fucking killed this guy. <laughs> no wonder
0: they fucking killed this guy. The, the best part is that they, they brought him up on charges of corrupting the youth and uh, being impious. Um, and, like, the... The charges, like, you know, we see some reflections of that in the Aristophanes play, but, like, really, they didn't have hard evidence on this. And the Athenian court system was different, so it wasn't as, as evidence-based. It was a lot about argumentation. Um, so they, they really didn't have hard evidence. The reason that people voted for him to be guilty is because they just thought he was annoying. Because um, mm. Socrates spends, by and large, most of his time in the apology saying, okay... Here's my defense for the impiety thing. Here's my defense for corrupting the youth. Here's my defense for being annoying. And it's the majority of the apology. Because, like, I know this is what you guys are actually mad about. So he does that. And it's a 500-person jury. Um, They vote by um, a very slim margin for him to be guilty. And then he's like... Fuck you guys! <laughs> uh, yes. The way that they, they calculate punishments is that the defense uh, suggests a punishment and the prosecution suggests a punishment. So it's like, oh, I think he should die. Well, I think I should get exile. So it's moderating. So the idea is like, okay, well, let's just give him exile.
1: Yeah. The defense, so you, you, or you, the prosecution. You start your opening bid
0: really high so that exactly. Yeah. So the prosecution's like, he should die. And Socrates is like, if you wanna know what I deserve, I'll tell you what I deserve. Put me up in the civic palace up on the hill and give me free meals for life because I'm doing Athens a service and that's what I deserve. And then a larger share of the jury voted to put him to death. Because there were like, there were 50 people who were like, he is innocent. But fuck this guy. <laughs> He's so
1: annoying, I would rather let this innocent man die than give him free meals for life. Because he kind of yeah. put them in that situation. It's either exactly. reward this man forever or kill him. Yeah. And if you're really, really fucking annoying, it's going to be
0: so tempting just to hit that kill switch. Yeah, so so that's that's probably all I can, can conjure up on on Socrates and Aristophanes. It's just, it's so funny. It's such a hilarious and insightful window into... To what ancient Athens was like in its glory days, we're in the middle of the Parthenon and all of these accomplishments is just, just people being dumbasses.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this guy wasn't some sort of little sideshow guy. This was like
1: one of the most prominent playwrights in Athens, and he's yeah. out there doing fart jokes. So, I mean, like, he's third the-
0: place playwright. So let's not get to <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> got him. <Woo! 'em. laughs> That's amazing. Well, yeah, so I think that, that pretty
1: much covers everything. So, uh, again, thank you so much for, for joining me nice. and filling in for that useless bastard, Reginald. Useless. <laughs> useless can't, you can't get your de- degradated 16th generation clone butlers or whatever backstory I wrote in <laughs> for him. Back in the day when
0: story do we need Reginald were a thing or on lore, do we need to codify this? Is there There is a Wiki? I, I,
1: there's, no. There's a whole video I did about him in a Q and A one time that no one watched. Oh, but um, oh damn it! This, this was back in the day when in YouTube where everyone had like storylines going on in the background. Oh so.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: yes, That's Reginald right. is is a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone of a sixteen times until he Gosh, was too yeah. stupid how to clone himself and escape. So good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyway, but yes. Yeah, so then Fantastic. we started a podcast, and now he's not here. So that's that's the end of that particular story. Aren't Useless, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> so, but yes, uh, I will obviously. I mean, you. I don't think you need the shout out from a piddly little YouTuber like me,
0: but I will <laughs> ensure there's there's links to in the show notes to all your great work. Certainly, I'll say uh, the, the two relevant videos uh, that I'll recommend as follow-on uh, reading to this are my History Makers for Aristophanes and Plato, which is a lot of the information that we've seen in, in this podcast, but kind of condensed down into a nice, crisp 20 minutes. Um, so I'll, I'll recommend those because there's, there's a lot of other fun little details we didn't quite get to talk about here. Um, so, yeah. And okay. again, thank you so much for having me on. This is a real blast. I, I enjoyed this a lot. Well, I'm glad you're willing to come on because you're... Uh, your
1: episode won't be the one coming out directly after George Martin, but you are the first person I've invited on since then. So you didn't. Okay, did, you gotcha. Know. That was. I was just like, Talk man, back I'm to gonna follow.
0: Feel.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and yeah. Hopefully, see you next time.